0: That's PromoteYourCreativity.com. Now, enjoy the episode. So thanks for tuning in live. I just wanted to take a uh, few minutes to talk about a particular networking tip and, and, and specifically how journalism, what journalism taught me about networking and building relationships and building a circle of influence. Um, and this all came up because uh, a a friend of mine locally here in St. Louis is co-writing a book on networking, and I got an email from this woman that said uh, we couldn't do a networking book without contacting you, Bob, because in St. Louis, anyway, where you know, I've lived all of my life, so I, I, do, I I'm kind of have deep roots here. She said that everyone seems to know Bob Baker or whatever. And she was very flattering. Everybody doesn't actually, I'm not that kind of a celebrity in St. Louis. However, I've been pretty active for many years doing a lot of public things. And so, yeah, I've met, run into a lot of people over the years. And, so when, and I never thought of myself as a networker. So I'm not the kind of guy that goes to networking events to collect business cards and to, uh, you know, I, I need to go out and meet so many people or generate leads and all that stuff. And so uh, when I had to think about it to answer the series of questions that she had sent me for this for this book, I thought about it and here's the main nugget that I came away with It's basically about how you relate to other people when you when you meet them I mean being visibly active out in the community and I've done a lot of public things over the years like I've played in bands i've I've acted in plays, I've given workshops you know and, and and just been out and about in the creative community for many years. So that's certainly a crucial element. But when you actually meet people one-on-one, how do you relate to them? And what I realized was that years ago, decades ago, actually when I was younger, I would do this. I would meet someone, and I had this need to sort of impress them or to prove my worthiness or to to validate with them who I was and that I was cool or whatever. So I would meet them, especially when they were If they were talking, I'd be sitting there nodding not really listening to what they were saying. I'd just be waiting for my turn to jump in and then launch into this uh, monologue about all the cool stuff that I did, you know. And quite often as I would do this, people's eyes would glaze over and they'd start looking around. I mean, I think you've, you've encountered people like this. I was one of those people back then. So when that happened, I felt even under more pressure so I would speed up and I would, I would, <laughs> I would add in even more of my credentials and the people the things that I've done and you know trying to drop names of you know s- people that I've met over the years or whatever celebrities i have met or that you know and I published a newspaper and I did all this stuff and it basically it didn't work because again hopefully you know the type of person that I that I'm speaking of, the person that I used to be. And if you <laughs> if you don't know who I'm talking about, you, you may be one of them, I hate to tell you. Um and so that wasn't the way to network. So that was that was some decades say, ago. And then I became a journalist of my own making. There was a 10-year period of my life where I published a local music newspaper. I had no previous experience, never went to journalism school or anything, but I just had this compulsion, this, de- this desire to publish a local uh, paper that covered the local music scene. And so, you know, I just kind of jumped in and learned and did it for a decade. And so, in addition to running the paper, I mean, early on, but throughout the run of the, of the of the paper, I would actually write the articles. I would interview people. I would write it up. So I was creating a lot of the content that appeared in the newspaper. And so I had to learn how to be the role of the journalist. And so, you know, I would I would set up time to meet with somebody, and I'd show up, and I'd have my little tape recorder. Yeah, back then it was actually a tape re- recorder. This started in like the late eighties and went in through the through the nineties when I when I when I did this and I'd have my list of questions. And in this situation I was playing the role of a journalist. I knew what my role was the focus was on them. And so I'd start the recording, I'd go through my list of questions and I would listen to what they would say. And then I would ask clarifying questions or I'd ask follow up questions. And it became a conversation. At first, even though I was a little awkward being a, a journalist, I, I relaxed into it to the point where yeah, I turned it into a conversation, but it was mostly, you can see where I'm going with this, it was mostly me listening and asking follow-up questions, clarifying questions. And at so many of these interviews, a couple of things ha- happened. One, I was always amazed by how people liked talking about themselves and how much they would open up and they really not be discussing really personal matters and Even when they knew that there was a tape recorder going on the tabletop there and that this would, you know, it was a good chance this would end up in print, people loved talking about themselves. It was really eye opening. And at the end of a lot of these interviews that we'd leave, they would often say, Wow, I really enjoyed our conversation. And the thing is, they had done most of the talking. And I also realized that I did feel like I had a bond with these people. I feel like they became friends, which was really cool, all because I had interviewed them, and the light bulb started going off, but this is the way to communicate with people. This slowly but surely worked its way into my social interactions with people. I don't think it was even in a strategic way, like I thought to myself, oh, I need to start, start asking questions and be journalistic. I think I just started doing it out of, I don't know, subconsciously or whatever, and I'm a genuinely curious person. And so, especially if I meet somebody in the arts, but really I'm interested in, I mean, when I meet some somebody, I've I just developed this habit. Again, it's sort of second nature now. It's not a something I have to consciously think about. I just ask a lot of questions. So who are you? What do you do? Uh, and oh, really? How long have you been doing that? How'd you get into that? You know, and I just ask a lot of questions. I'm really fascinated by people. And, I, and even more so in recent years, instead of asking people what they do, I, I ask a more... Interesting questions like, so what's your passion project? What are you excited about? Like, what if you had your drud your druthers? What would you be, you know? What would you be doing? I don't want to know necessarily what they do for a living, although I I do ask that too. And so this that's what I learned from journalism. Again, even though I don't think of myself as a networker and don't really attend networking events for that purpose, I think thinking uh, of your social interactions as if you were a journalist, we go in asking questions, being genuinely curious. Having people talk about themselves really is the is, is a huge relationship builder. And I think that could be one of my strengths. In addition to being visible, that's another thing that if you want to network and, and expand your circle of influence, you've got to be out active. You know, if you're a writer or a songwriter and you sit at home all the time and a lot of creative people are, are kind of shy or... Reclusive and not social, or they feel uncomfortable in social situations. That would be one area where I would recommend that you uh, try to expand your comfort zone and go outside of it. And a lot of times, people I think are uncomfortable because they're um, they're self-conscious, so they don't like talking about themselves. And this is the perfect solution: don't talk about yourself. Go out there and find out what the other person what what makes other people tick. I'm just fascinated by that. And so that's my best piece of advice and what I learned from journalism, and hopefully it can help you. There's an old slogan, or you probably heard this thing about, we have two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. Now, Of course, you get two people together with that same philosophy, they're (laughs) both going to be asking each other questions. But believe me, most people love talking about themselves, so you will have no problem getting people, for the most part, to open up. And so keep that in mind. The next time you go to events, the next time you go to a party, the next time you, uh, if you're a musician playing at a, playing at a venue during your breaks or after your set, be genuinely curious. Hi, hey, hi, thanks, for, thanks for coming, especially people that you don't know. Uh, how did you find out about this? Oh, cool. So what do you do? You know, what other kind of bands do you go and, go and see? Same thing if you're a writer or an artist, you know, just be curious and ask them questions. Um, it's great to say thanks for coming out, but if you end it there... Find out who they are, why they're, why they're there, what makes them tick. Just be genuinely curious about uh, uncovering who people are. And suddenly you'll, you'll feel that you're more networked, whether you want to think of yourself as a networker or not. So I hope that's helpful. So thank you all for tuning in or watching the replay. I'll see you in just a while down the road. So long for now.